So this topic is how to study your Bible. Please say how to study your Bible. Yeah, this is very important. How to study your Bible. Or rather, that's the theme for this month. And today we'll be focusing on the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets. I've come to realize that many Christians don't understand the Bible when they read it. And so they don't have interest in reading it. Because they just read through the book. They're like, this thing is boring. I don't understand it. I don't even get what's happening here. Praise God. So, now our focus for today would be the law and prophets. Okay, and the law and prophet talks about the Old Testament. Okay? And basically, when many people read the Old Testament, they just see three things. Number one, they see stories. Do you understand? I think the, the New Testament doesn't have stories like that. The Old Testament interesting, interesting stories. Stories like what? David and Goliath. You know, Samson and Delilah. Do you know? Do you know that those two stories I just listed were not mentioned in the New Testament at all? Paul didn't talk about them at all. You know, Paul wrote to thought of the New Testament. He didn't teach it at all. Okay? But you know, there are historical events. The story of Samson, there are historical events. And you can always draw moral lessons from any historical events. You can read about Mahatma Gandhi, for example, and draw lessons from his life. Do you understand? You can read about who? Maybe Adolf Hitler. And draw some lessons from his life. So yes, these are those are historical events, and you can draw some lessons from those stories. Okay. Now, the next thing that some people see are prophecies. You know, and usually it goes this way: when the prophecy is good, they take it for themselves; when the prophecy is bad, they direct it to the enemy. That's the norm. Or some people, when the prophecy, some people, the prophecy they only see from the Old Testament is there's evil in the land, there's sin in the land. It's just about that. Do you understand? Then the third thing that some people see when they read the Old Testament is laws. And so they will say, you know, the Old Testament says you should not do this. The Bible, or they will say, the Bible says you should not do this. The Bible says you should not do that. You should not do this. And then some people reply with, that's the, that's the Old Testament. And then their own response is what? Is the Old Testament not the Bible? So it always looks like there's a conflict. It's in the Bible. Look at it. And then the, this person says, ah, but it's Old Testament. So today, we want to understand. Here's why. In 1 Corinthians 14, I think verse 34, the Bible says God is not the author of confusion. It means they are not, we don't have contradictions in the Bible. We just have lazy Bible students. Do you understand? We don't have contradictions. Okay. 
So I'm going to tell you some things you should so know. The first. the first. Yes, I'm about to say the first thing. The first thing you should know about the Old Testament or the law, I'm starting with the law, is that some people might not know this, but there are ten commandments and over six hundred laws in the books of the law. Starting from Exodus chapter 20 to Deuteronomy 33. Ten commandments and over 600 laws. Have you considered keeping 600 laws before? Can you even keep 600 names in your head? Because you had to know the law. Do you get you had to know it. We have friends. You know, and sometimes our friends tell us, please, don't do this again. And then you do it and you say, but what? You say, ah, I forgot. Just one law he gave you. You forgot. But the Jews had ten commandments and over 600 laws. The second thing you need to know is that it's either in, keep, in, in the keeping of the law, in your obedience to the law, is either you get zero or hundred percent. Did you hear what I said? You know those kind of tests that lecturers would give, and it's one question, and it's like seventy marks. Is either you get everything, or you get nothing. James chapter two verse ten. James, it's after Hebrews, it's before Peter. I just helped someone that was going to the concordance, to the table of contents. James chapter 2, verse 10. Are you there? If you're there, can we read together one to go? For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. Okay, I didn't hear everyone. So let's read again. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So it's either you get zero or you get 100%. 99 .9 equals zero in the keeping of the law. Did you get so you had to keep the Ten Commandments and the 600 plus laws at every point in time. Do you understand? So when someone just picks one law and says, you are not doing this. The Bible says you should not do this. Do you know how many he is violating? First of all, many of us don't know all of them. So you will just be violating without knowing. Do you get what I'm saying? The laws are... See, I, I, I intentionally didn't want to pick some of the laws and show you in this teaching. You know that you can't keep them. Do you understand? If you miss one, you're guilty of all. 
Number three. The law was meant for the Jews. The law was meant for the Jews. Moses, when giving the law, said, I'm giving you this law so that when you go to the promised land, you will keep it. He said, I know, he knew he wasn't going to go with them. He said, I know you people. I was one that, you know, brought you out of Egypt. I know you people. I know that you are stiff-necked. He said, as you are going to the promised land, keep these laws. Do you understand? That's what he said. So, he gave them those laws to be kept in the promised land. For example, part of the law is that you take a, if you commit a sin, you take a lamb to the priest and the priest had to be from the tribe of Levi. There is no tribe of Levi in Nigeria. Do you understand? There is no tribe of Levi in Nigeria. The temple where you sacrifice it is the one in Jerusalem. So even if there's a tribe of Levi in Nigeria, the priest must carry that lamb to Jerusalem to go and sacrifice. It was the law. If he didn't do that, it wasn't accepted. It was meant for the Jews in the land that God sent them. Do you understand? So what was the first thing I said about the law? Okay, I need chorus answer there. Ten commandments and over six hundred laws. The second thing. In keeping our obedience, everything. One good. The third thing. What's the third thing? The law was meant for the Jews. The fourth one is even more surprising. Okay, before let me even let, let me let me okay the fourth one. No one, none of the Jews eh, in all of history was able to keep the law. That is from when Moses gave them the law till when the Christ came, none of them, nobody was able to keep it. Do you understand? That means in all of his there was nobody. Do you get? So, if you want to try, you can go ahead and try. But the, we, have, we have enough facts and evidences to show that you will fail. Acts chapter... Let me see. Um, I think it's Acts chapter 15. Where Peter was talking... Now, Acts chapter 15 from verse 7. Are we there? There was a dissension in the church. And, um, okay, let me read it. From, are you in Acts chapter 15? Now, let's read verse 1 to put context to it. And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Now, take note, they said, These men came down from Judea. That's Israel. They were not, that means the people that came to were not in Israel. Do you understand? came down from Judea and taught who? Sinners. Who? The brethren. That's Christians. He said, and said, except you are circumcised after the manner of Moses, 
you cannot be saved. Who are they talking to? Sinners or brethren? Brethren. They now said, except you are circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. So they were saying, they were trying to enforce the law of Moses. Do you understand? And, P- and look at what happened, verse 2. And when, when therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, and determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. So it was a serious issue. These guys said they have to keep the law of Moses. Paul and Barnabas, the Bible said, had no small dissension. They didn't agree. Did you see that? So this is not me speaking. This is what they did. Okay? Now look at verse 7. And Peter, who... uh, Sorry. And when they had been so much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentile by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. 8. And God, which knoweth the heart, bear them record, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us. He said, so, so he preached the gospel to them, God gave them the Holy Ghost. That's the Gentiles. Verse 9, he says, And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Not by the keeping of the law. He said he purified their heart by faith. Now look at what he says in verse 10. He says, Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? So he calls the keeping of the law a yoke. That their fathers, remember I told you, this is a, the fathers is a language that the Jews use. This is Peter speaking. He said, neither our fathers, nor we, were able to bear. Did you see that? Nobody in all of history was able to keep the law. Meaning, everybody got what? Zero. Did you see that? Now, that's with the what point? Is that the fourth point? That's the fourth point. Okay, let's go to the fifth point. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. We've read this scripture many times. It's amazing. Verse 1. He's talking about the law now. He says, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of these things can never, with those sacrifices which were offered year by year continually, make the commerce thereunto perfect. Meaning, the law was not efficacious in making people righteous. Do you understand? The law, even if you decided, if you were able to keep it, did not have the ability to make you righteous. So not only were they unable to keep it, the law itself was unable to make them righteous. So if you manage by some sort 
to keep the law. It was unable. He said, was, can never with those sacrifices, the sacrifice that was made to be offered to make you righteous. He said, with those sacrifices, we can never with those sacrifices, which were offered year by year continually, make the commas zero to perfect. He says, for then they would have ceased to be offered, because the worshiper once purged will have had no more conscience of sin. So they didn't have the ability, the Lord didn't have the ability to make man righteous. Do you understand? The Lord didn't have the ability to make man righteous. Alright. Look at Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Are you, are you understanding? Romans chapter 10. This is a beautiful passage of scripture. Romans chapter 10. You should just read the whole book of Romans. Or let's say Romans from verse chapter 8 to chapter 10. Ha! Although, I, like I told you guys when I gave you the assignment, that's not a good way to read. They are meant to start from the beginning, from chapter 1, verse 1 to the end. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. He says, Brethren, so who is he talking to? Sinners or Christians? Christians. Christians. He says, What? Brethren. He says, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they might be saved. My heart's desire and my prayer for... Now, now, if a woman said, my heart desire and my prayer for my son is that he will be saved. What do you think is happening in the life of the guy? Sorry? He's probably a wayward guy coming in and out of prison. But guess how Israel was. Verse 2. He says, For I bear, rec- I bear them record that they have a zeal for God, of God. He says, But not according to knowledge. <coughs> Excuse me. Did you see that? He said, I'm praying for these people to be saved. But guess what? He said, they have- These are not wayward people. These are people that have a zeal for God. What did they lack? Knowledge. Do you understand? They had zeal. How do we know an Israelite? Remember, he said, my prayer for where? Israel, not the whole world. How do you know a zealous Israelite? He's keeping the law. Do you understand? Yes. In fact, Paul, in the book of, I think, um, Philippians, he said, concerning zeal, I persecuted the church. Do you understand? That's how I showed my zeal for God, by persecuting the church. He said, but I had to let it go for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. So he had zeal without knowledge. Did you get this? Look at verse 3. Remember in verse 2, he said, if I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Then he says, verse 3, for they being ignorant of the righteousness of God, and going about to establish what? Their own righteousness. He calls the righteousness by the law their own. And calls righteousness by faith the righteousness of God. That's serious. Do you see that? 
He said, have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Can we read verse 4 together? For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. Yeah. Christ is the end of the law for everyone, for righteousness, for everyone that believeth. So why the Israelites were trying to hold on to the law, trying to do the law, do what it says? Paul said they were ignorant of the righteousness of God. That Christ is the end of the law for righteousness for everyone that believeth. Do you get? So if you read down, he now begins to describe the righteousness by faith. Then he says, if you believe in your heart, just uh, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Christ is the end of the law. Say Christ is the end of the law. Yeah. So, the law did not have the ability to make them righteous. So, like, like I asked the other time, so why did God give them the law? Richard, why did God give them the law? Let me see those that have been listening. I've said it here before. Why did, why did God give them the law? You can't remember. Who can remember what I said? Yeah, yeah, very close, very close. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 10. To do what? Yeah, sir. (laughs) No, no. Well, it depends on how you say it. To make them see their inadequacy, actually. So, yes. So, they tried and they couldn't. They're like, ah, that's where Romans 7. Ah, what I want to do, I cannot do. Who can deliver me from this burden of sin? Do you understand? Uh-huh. So they saw their inadequacy. They saw God's standard. For example, Abraham lied and walked away. He didn't know it was sin. Why? At the time, there was no law that says you should not lie. Do you get? So he lied. And nothing. He just went away. And God wanted to even punish the person he lied to. 